Oh yeah! What's up everybody and welcome to Lucky Episode 13 of the Sailor Jerry Podcast. Brought to you, of course, by the one, the only, Sailor Jerry Spiced Rum 92 Proof. Bold and smooth as hell. My name is Matt Cothran. And on days like today, I am so happy to still be your host, ladies and gentlemen. We got a slammed episode for you. There's a lot going on. First and foremost, California is officially masked free, ladies and gentlemen. Mandates have been lifted. Baby, now I can breathe again. Baby, now I can breathe again. And this ain't about no pro-mask, anti-mask. This is just about the excitement over another level being reached in the return to normalcy. This is about being able to go outside and smile and appreciate that the world as we knew it is still there. It's all good, ladies and gentlemen. Music's coming back in a major way. The Bronx is back in a major way. Touring's back in a major way. And life is back in a major way. You feel me? The Bronx released our fourth single off our sixth album that comes out August 27th. My favorite song on the record, a song called Curb Feelers. A little bit of insight into the song before I blast it into your eardrums. The music to this song is classic Bronx, man. Joby's got that angular groove, lead guitar, and then the rhythm, the bass, and the drums just come crashing in. And then the chorus just hits you like a freight train. The song's got a lot of cool energy to it, man. It's got a cool vibe. Lyrically, it's tongue-in-cheek as fuck. It's all about coming to grips with the fact that you're a burnout, old-ass punk rocker. And it's all good. Like the chorus of this song is rebel becomes routine. Dying like the punk scene. And yes, of course, that's a reference to UK punk legends, The Exploited, and their battle cry anthem, Punk's Not Dead. People been saying that for years. Punk has been slowly, 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 slowly dying for what seems like an eternity, ever since it began, realistically. You know? From the womb to the tomb. So this song goes out to all you lifers out there, rolling with the punches, 
the good with the bad, the ups with the downs, and everything in between. I got your back. Now turn it up. That's what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. That track is called Curb Feelers. And it's by a band called The Bronx. Full disclosure, I sing in that band. And there's a good chance if you're listening to this podcast, you already knew that. Anyways, we got our new record coming out August 27th, ladies and gentlemen. And we got a video premiering today of that track you just heard. A video directed by the one and only Estevan Oriol. Historical L.A. figure. We're going to get his ass on the podcast for sure. And so keep an eye out for that. Obviously, you can listen to the track wherever you get your music nowadays. 
And on top of that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going back out on tour. And we're going back out on tour in motherfucking style. The Bronx is going out with the Dropkick Murphys and Rancid on the Boston to Berkeley tour, round two in August of 2021. That's right, this year. And I couldn't be happier, man. I mean, that's crazy. That's a huge tour for us. That's a huge tour for everyone listening. I mean, that's a show, man. I mean, Rancid's one of the greatest punk rock bands of all time. Same with Dropkick Murphys. And the fact that we get beyond that, Bill, the fact that we get to play music with those two juggernauts, it's a gift, man. And for that to be our first tour back, Man, it's going to be insane. I want everybody out there who's interested, everybody who's into Rancid, everyone who's into Dropkick, everyone who's fucking with the Bronx, you need to go out, you need to get your tickets. Go to Rancid.com, DropkickMurphys.com, TheBronxWith3Xs.com. Just Google something on the internet regarding one of those three bands. It'll pop right up. We're going all across America. So stoked. Cincinnati, Worcester, Columbus, Richmond, Asbury Park, New York, Philadelphia, Bridgeport, Milwaukee, Chicago, baby, Nashville, Atlanta, Oklahoma City, Denver, Colorado, Utah, Seattle, Sacramento's getting some love, Santa Ana, Orange County, That's an easy one for me. I got Uber to that one. San Diego, Mesa, Arizona, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, baby, at the Shrine. This tour is going to be absolute madness, I'm telling you. Dropkick Murphys, Rancid, and the Bronx. Unreal. It's time for episode 13. Cole Wetzel is a Texas-based singer, songwriter, and lifelong rule breaker. In this killer episode, we discuss the writing process behind Cole's incredible third studio album, Sellout. Of course, we also talk about the current state of country music, the return of live concerts, and getting George Strait songs tattooed on your ass. Amarillo by morning. So get your cowboy boots on, pour yourself some Sailor Jerry, and let's go! I'm gonna move on up to love before the weekend I'm gonna see how much trouble I can find I'm gonna move on up to love before the weekend Oh Lord, leave my trouble and my bullshit behind Hell, I'm tired of all this work, you know my boss fucking jerk Yo, what up, man? What's going on, dude? Good to see you. Good to talk to you. I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. What you doing today? You at home right now? 
Yeah, man, we just got back. We were in Waco on Friday, and then we uh, we went and seen our boy Hardy. He was in Nacogdoches playing, and then uh, we got back, like, Sunday night. I've just been kind of chilling, man, getting back to uh, the home life for a couple of days before we leave again. Yeah, now you're doing, a, like, a ballpark tour right now, right? Yeah, we just finished it up uh, two weeks ago. We finished that up two weeks ago, so... You know, there's only a handful of artists out there touring right now, man. That must have felt fucking great. Yeah, man. It felt it felt good just, just to get back on stage, you know, and, and people are uh they're excited to, you know, to get back into the swing of things and to be around other people again, you know, feel normal. So. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And I should say, you know, these shows are played according to CDC guidelines, of course. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's it's all good, man. It's all good. I went to, uh, I just recently, I'm out here in LA and I just went to my first baseball game, Dodgers and Angels. Man, I hadn't been in the ballpark in, dude, in almost two years, something like that. Yeah. And it was like quarter capacity, you know, but the energy was absolutely insane. I mean, people were hooting and hollering over foul balls, just stuff like that. So I can only <laughs> imagine, you know, that show energy's just got to be insane right now. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of the fans that have been coming out to shows have not even really, I mean, a lot of them are from Texas, but talking to a bunch of the fans and stuff, man, they're coming from out of state, you know, they're, they're trying to get the fuck out. You got shows coming up in Florida too, right? Yeah, I think we've, uh, I think we have, Three shows in Florida coming up. They're all sold out. So, man, we're, we're excited. So right before COVID, actually the week of, like, the pandemic started, we were in Florida. So it's, like, kind of getting back to it. You know, it was like, yeah, we were kind of building up this fan base there. And then it kind of shut off. We were like, fuck, man. Like, are they going to fuck with us whenever we get back to, you know, getting on the road? And <laughs> we, uh, we posted posted the shows when they sold out pretty quick. So I was like, hell, yeah, they haven't forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Shout out to Florida. There's a lot of amazing people in Florida. It's a wild ass place too, which is which is yeah. a beautiful thing in, in today's world. There's not a lot of places like Florida left. We <laughs> love Florida, bro. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So you released your album Sellout in 2020, which was obviously on paper an insane year to release a record, but it's it's gone insanely well for you, man. I mean, it's got over a hundred million streams, you know, to in total which is absolutely bonkers yeah. it's an amazing record so first off congratulations thank you i wanted to just kind of dive into the process of that record a little bit you know artistically speaking it was really hard for a lot of people to navigate you know the pandemic and the world shutting down and and just to kind of just like how to handle it do you create do you write yeah. do you just zone out like how, how did 2020 kind of shake down for you how did the process of writing the record begin and take shape and just kind of walk us through the sellout writing process we started off man once quarantine started i hit up one of my homeboys he has a studio in denton that we kind of went and has on with at the time I was like, man, if we're going to quarantine, might as well do it in the studio, you know, put some yeah. music out for these people. And uh, so we went in and we put out a country and Western. Uh, it was just kind of a song for everybody because I feel like nobody really knew how to handle what was going on at the time. So yeah. we we're like, man, fuck it. We'll put out this song, see how it does. And then Columbia got in touch with us and uh, a couple different other record labels got in touch with us. And uh, we talked to a couple different different ones and Columbia felt right. We signed a deal with them. I hadn't met any of them. I still haven't met <laughs> any of them. But no, nah, man, we made something work. And uh, so within the next four or five months, man, we just got in there and, uh, and banged it out, dude. We... Um, 
the process behind it was just, man, we were in there the pretty much 24-7. You know, we were just kind of kind of like everybody else, kind of a little bit of depression, a little bit fucking, you know, you can't go do this, you can't go do that. We were drinking a lot, so uh, we were just kind of writing. You know, I had some older stuff that we kind of brought to the table to write about and kind of finished up, and then a lot more of it was just, you know, we're bored. Let's put this beat together. Let's write this. You know, here's a topic. And uh, I don't know, we just want to wanted to kind of correlate with people and, you know, write stuff that they could, that they were going through at that time, you know what I'm saying? So that was kind of the whole idea behind Sellout. And it helped that we were going through this transition from being an independent artist for so long and then getting with a uh, major label like Columbia. So that's where Sellout came from. It was kind of like a like a joke type deal. Yeah, but. you got you got some flack for that, right? What's up? What's yeah. up with people out there? It's crazy to me. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy to me how in the modern musical climate and just in general, 2021, 2020, whatever, that people still got beef over like what label like an artist signs to. It's insane. People want to keep you keep you to the to themselves, you know. They uh they want to be the ones that that found you and, and want to kind of keep them to yourself. But but, hey, man, I'm the same way with artists, you know. I, I'll listen to artists for so long, and then they'll go off and do their own thing. I'm like, well, hell, fuck. You know, I, I listened to them before they got famous. Or <laughs> you can still have that, though. You know, be stoked for the artists to grow and, and reach, you know, bigger yeah. audiences and things like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> And that was kind of the idea behind Sellout, man. It was like, you know, we're not we're not changing up anything that we're doing. So it was just kind of like a goof on everybody. Like, hey, he signed to a major label. Holy fuck, he's going to go, you know, do something completely different than what he's been doing. And then we come out with the music and it hadn't really changed at all. So yeah. uh, I, th- I think people are just now, after it's been out for, you know, the last six or seven months, people are just now finally, you know, starting to realize that. So Right on, man. Yeah, and the record's, the record's great, by the way. And country and and western <laughs> as, the, uh, as the opening uh, as the opening track is perfect, man. And it comes in. I know you got a lot of like rock and roll influences and a lot of you know punk rock influences and stuff like that in your music. And you know, I think on this latest record, it really really shows more than ever. There's a really cool like almost melancholy feel to some of the alternative songs that you do, and it just it it sounds really really cool and really original and genuine. And I think that it comes across in your lyrics, too. And I wanted to rap with you about your lyrical process real quick, because it does seem, you know, one of the things from the outsider perspective from my world, you know, I'm, I'm a punk rock guy and I love country music. But I know a lot of times with country music, a lot of songs are written by it's, it's like hip hop in a way, you know, there could be, you know, 10 writers on one track. You know what I mean? And exactly. one of the things I love about you is you write, you know, you collaborate with people, but you write your own shit, you know, yeah. which is which is amazing. And, uh, you know, it's a lost art and something that I think people should really, really appreciate in this day and age. And yeah. your lyrics kind of have the same feel, man. It's like super genuine, but it's kind of like I don't really give a fuck. You know, like, so I just wanted to know, like, when you're writing a song, how serious are you in the writing process? You know, is it something that like you're sitting on a couch with your guitar playing and writing? Or is it something that kind of like, you know, you got to pull out from the depths of your soul type shit? You know what I mean? Oh, man, it's 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 my my writing process is really weird. Like whenever I try to write, I can't write for dick. Man, I'll have I have just like thousands and thousands of notes on my phone of just like verses or one liners, you know, shit like that. Just shit that pops in my head, you know. So yeah. whenever I'm in the studio, 
if I have, I'm very big on having a beat first and then throwing lyrics on top of that, you know, almost like a freestyle writer, but at the same time being as personal and real, you know, with that song and with what, you know, I'm trying to get across to people as well. So, um, yeah, man, I don't, it's weird. Like I, I can't write with other people for some reason. Like I, I have before, but yeah, man, it's it's a weird process. My producer, the one that's produced my last two records, is just like, I'm just going to give you this and you just go and do whatever the fuck you want to. And like I said, we're usually pretty fucked up in the studio and we're writing anyway. So I'll get deep and, uh, you know, just kind of go back on on past experiences and and try to try to get all the, the nasty details I possibly can out of it. <laughs> nice, man. Who's the uh, who's the producer you've been working with? Uh, his name's Taylor Kimball, man. I've been working with him for like the last, shit, I don't know, seven or eight years now. So, awesome. How did you guys get hooked up? So my tour manager now was his drummer, uh, my cousin's drummer back in like, fuck, I don't know, probably... 2011, 12, and we had gone to a couple different studios and it just sounded like shit, you know, and I, I wanted, <laughs> yeah. and we didn't have the money, we didn't have the money to go to like a nice studio and cut and mix and master and all that shit. So my, my cousin was like, hey, Taylor Kimball, he'll, he'll come in, he'll let you cut a song, he'll mix and master it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, throw it in trash. So we went in and uh, he did one for us. I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. So he cut noise complaint for us. Uh, uh, here so high, and then our latest one sell out. So awesome, man! Yeah, that's a cool. You know, anytime you can find a producer that you like, you know, gel with creatively, and who understands your sound, and then you just evolve record by record, man. That's a beautiful <clears throat> thing. How would you say? You know, how would you say your sound has evolved from out on parole up to sell out? I mean, has it gotten? You know, out outside of like, you probably hear more of the the alternative and the rock and roll influences, right? Yeah. Like as it's progressed, yeah, you absolutely. know what I mean? Is that is that safe to say? Yeah, absolutely. I think out on parole, I, I think we're in what's called the Texas music country, Texas country music scene. It's like there's the Nashville country scene and there's the Texas music country scene and, yeah. and the Red Dirt music scene. And I feel like we were trying to do something that wasn't us with out on parole. And once we decided to do our own thing and, and try to put our own spin on the music, that's when noise complaint came out. That's when shit started happening for us. Just trying to do something that was us more than, you know, doing something that, you know, we weren't. Yeah. And then uh, once noise complaint came out, that's when you hear more of the, the louder guitars, the louder, you know, bigger hooks and stuff. And then Harold saw high, it got a little bit bigger. And then with sellout, is a lot lot bigger but it still has that that twang I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to mix all these different genres into one sound and i think with sell out i mean we're getting pretty fucking close to to being where we want to be with that so yeah that's exciting man and you still you know just hearing it in your voice it seems like you're still excited because there's still room to grow even more yeah. you know <laughs> you know what i mean i mean obviously you know you're gonna tour your ass off on this record but are you someone who once the record is done is already kind of looking on to the next batch of songs or are you going to oh, allow 100%. yourself yeah yeah for yeah, sure yeah, yeah for sure yeah man we, I'm, I'm i'm never satisfied i don't know uh, you know i'm one of the most busted you ever meet in your entire life but at the same time you know we uh we got to keep working and, and keep going and you know we got people out there that uh they really fuck with what we're doing so man it's it's kind of i feel like i owe it to them to keep on going and putting out music man if they fuck with it that hard yeah, man, it's cool. And I think, like you're saying, going back to your OG fans who mm. are stoked about, you know, finding you early, early on, it's like, I think one of the greatest gifts you can give your fans is not 
putting yourself in a box creatively, not sticking to one idea or one sound and growing and letting your fans watch you grow and get bigger and just do different shit creatively. It's what yeah. keeps people interested. I mean, a lot of people, I think there's some fans that just want to hear the same fucking song over and over and over again, but that's <laughs> just not, you know what I mean? Like that's just not cool for an artist, man. Yeah. It's just, it's okay. not at all. And, uh, and I've, I told my mom whenever I turned 30 years old that uh, I'd make a country record for her. I feel like once I get older, I'll probably, you know, venture more back towards the country side of things because that's what I grew up on, man. You know, like that's what I'm comfortable with. But, you know, these last three projects have just, I don't know, they've kind of just kept building and building and we've kind of created this monster and I, and I don't, I still don't know what it is yet. So yeah, for me, I, I want to keep, you know, pursuing that, that sound and until it's, you know, completely, you know, what it is, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, down, down the uh, rabbit hole, man, you got to see yeah. it all the way through, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, as a musician, as an artist, you got to follow the inspiration, you know, and it's, I mean, you know, you'll be like, ah, you know, I'll, I'll get to that country record later on yeah. for now. Let's keep going down this road. And I mean, you still, you know, sellouts got a lot obviously of country influence on it, country songs. So those people are going to be stoked, man. But it's cool to see you branching out as an artist on this record. You know, you grew up Pittsburgh, Texas, right? Yes, sir. And that's like East Texas, pretty much. It's in, in Northeast Texas, like around Tyler and Longview, like two hours east of Dallas. So. Okay, cool, cool. What was that like? Man, it's a super small town. I grew up in the fucking sticks, bro. I live like 15 minutes from town, so I didn't have a lot of friends growing up, man. It was kind of like my cousins were my best friends, and, you know, uh, yeah, we, we just lived out in the sticks, man, and... Uh, it was fun. We had a good time. You know, uh, my mom, she played music. Whenever we, we would go out to eat and stuff, it was usually because she was playing an Opry house or something. So, yeah. but no, man, Pittsburgh was great, man. I, I try to get back as much as I can. I haven't been able to, you know, as much as I'd wanted to just because we've been so busy, but... Yeah, man. Much love to Pittsburgh. Um, a lot of memories there. Love. They got they got like a Coetzel mural up somewhere. Yeah, in Pittsburgh. Not yet. They Not need yet, one, man. man. They need one. <laughs> I think I say fuck too much for that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a quick commercial break to remind you that summer is right around the corner, and there is no greater cocktail for summer than the Jerry Loves Ginger cocktail. Now, if you never had one. I want you to get your pen and paper out, take some notes, and follow along, because it gets real intense. One part Sailor Jerry Spiced Rum. Three parts Ginger Beer. That's it. Literally. You add the Sailor Jerry to an empty rocks glass, you fill it with ice, you top it with ginger beer, and if you're feeling freaky, you garnish it with a lime, or some candied ginger, or a hot dog, or a burger, or a french fry, or whatever the hell you want. As long as the key components are Sailor Jerry Spiced Rum and Ginger Beer, you can't go wrong. Now back to the show. You know, I was reading, so I was reading that you you basically played football kind of growing up, and then music kind of happened a little bit after that. Is that true? Or is that was some, was music something you were always kind of interested in, and that's kind of just what the internet's saying? So I've been on stage since I was like six years old, man. Oh, just damn. like doing like, like talent shows yeah. and just 
Like I said, like whenever my mom would play opera houses, I'd go up and sing, you know, The Fireman by George Strait or Friends in Low Places. There's, so I've always been around like live music and stuff. And then I went to college. I wanted to go play football. And then, you know, I had a bunch of different ideas of what I wanted to do. And music was always on the back burner. You know, I, in high school, I played I played shows, you know, around local local bars around town and in college, you know, but it, I, I never really uh, took it seriously. You know, it was always kind of a backup plan. And then uh, once I dropped out of school, man, I was just going from job to job. And uh, we had put out a couple shitty fucking EPs and starting to gig a little bit. And I was like, you know what, man, fuck this. We're going to do it. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna go pretty hard on it. Yeah. So we did, man. And it uh, fuck me. It actually it actually works. So. But no, man, it's been fun as hell. Did you cut your teeth kind of doing, you know, like classic, you know, touring around Texas like a motherfucker? You know, because it's like I can imagine because Texas is one of my favorite places in the States. I love it. And, uh, you know, I've toured a fair amount through Texas and it's just an amazing, amazing state, amazing place. And I can imagine as a country artist, that's got to be like that's like the rite of passage. Right. You know, it's like it's either touring in a pickup truck or in a van or whatever. But you got to cut your teeth going through Texas. What was that part of your career like? So like early or like late 2011, like 2000. So 2013, you know, it was a truck, you know, throw everything in the bed of the truck. (laughs) Yeah. Driving driving all over fucking Texas. Yeah. I got enough money to where we could buy a van. And then it was throw everything in the van. Then it was get the trailer, you know, and then went to Sprinter and then went to bus, man. It was just, I don't know, man. We we got to where we were actually playing enough shows where we could actually pay each other, you know. And yeah make actual living out of it and uh and then we put out noise complaint in 2016 man and it really changed our lives you know as far as just getting out of that that stage you know that bar setting you know we still you know uh you know we still do that from time to time but um it was we roughed it hard as fuck for a while bro yeah i mean Uh, you got to man you got to and that's just the way it works that makes everything so much more you know it just feels so much better man when you first get on that bus man and you're like oh (laughs) shit (laughs) like i'm gonna drive after this show oh hell yeah (laughs) i I, I think it makes you more thankful you know and and it it humbles you a lot more whenever you come up that way instead of just being thrown to the wolves you know like like i said man we we toured for you know five or six years hard as fuck before you know anybody started fucking with us so you know we we had the hard times and we went through that and i'm glad we did because you know without that it, it wouldn't make any of this, you know, feel as good as it does. Yeah, man, absolutely. And it's it's good that you're in a place where you're, you know, grateful and you can appreciate it and you're humble because you've been you've been through it all from the beginning to the end, you know, yes. and, and obviously you're still I mean, you're still on the rise, my man. I can't wait to see where you go from here. I was curious, you know, as someone who has kind of been in the scene for a while now, how do you think of where country music is at right now? I think it's in good hands, man. I think, you know, pop country music was was there for, you know, a while. But, I mean, you got guys like Parker McCollum and, and Sturgill Simpson and Tyler Childers and Coulter Wall and, and all these all these cats, man, that are that are bringing this this sound back. You know, I feel like to where country music should be. I don't know, man. You got Morgan Wallen and and uh, and Luke Holmes and guys like that, man. They're they're really you know making that that sound happen again. You know, for me, I don't. I, we don't really consider ourselves country music. We are you know thrown in that country genre. I think because like whenever you upload it to you know the internet, you have to pick yeah. a genre. So, <laughs> so there's like fuck it. We don't know where to put it. Like, like we're too, we're too yeah. country for rock yeah. and too 
up for country, so let's put them in yeah. the country. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think people get confused whenever they listen to our music because they're like, "This is not fucking country music." Like, bitch, we weren't trying to be. That's just yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But no, uh, for sure, man, for sure, and especially with sellout too, man. I was I was rocking that record this morning, and it's crazy how I mean, I think it's crazy because that Lubbock song hits. You know, that Lubbock song hits is like a throwback, but that's really like the only you know. If I'm gonna click on the internet, I need a genre to select. You can put that song in there. You know what yeah. I mean? But the rest of the record is, you know, it just feels like a, like a rock and roll record. It just feels good. Yeah. And it's got influences from all over the place. It, you know, it's great. And I, I was curious about this. I noticed you like doing little skits and shit, you know, yeah. or songs. Is that kind of like, because I know you have a little bit of a hip hop influence. And that's what that shit reminds me of is like the old Dr. Dre skits and stuff like yes. that. They would put yes. on hip hop records. I think that's great, man. What kind of, uh, what kind of hip hop you into? How does that, how did that influence work its way in? You got influences from all over the place. Yeah, man. So like always been like a big Tupac, uh, Biggie fan. Like, yeah. um, so like before middle school, like 50 Cent, get Richard Dodd try, man. Yeah, that's the record, you know, that man. My, that was my that was my favorite <laughs> record, man. And then uh I just kind of went from there with Eminem and the skits that he would do. It was just like, dude, this is it it, it seemed more it didn't seem like an actual record that I'd heard before. So, yeah, yeah. You know I'm saying it felt more than a record. You know what I'm saying? And and nobody, I felt like nobody else was doing that. So I was like, man, this is fucking crazy. And that was the first time I'd ever heard that being done before. So I was like, man, if I ever get, you know, to where I'm making records, I'm definitely putting skits into it. But no, man, I, I like new age hip hop. I have a sister. She's a junior in high school. So like every week she'll like send me like all our new favorite artists. You know, I'll be like, all this trash. Oh, that's pretty good. All this trash. <laughs> So she keeps me in the loop with all the uh, new age shit. Right on, man. Right on. That's fucking cool. And yeah, I'd love, when I, mean, I was listening to the, your music, I was like, motherfucker, this guy's got skits on his record. This is fucking great. <laughs> it's yeah. it fucking amazing. Um, So I wanted to talk about your band real quick. Do you have, is it is it the same guys on the road as it is in the studio? Is it a group of friends? You know, I don't really know too much about your your band itself. So what's that vibe like? Is it is it people you've been playing with forever or is it new people every record or what kind of yeah. guys are you playing with? Yeah, so uh, my bass and guitar player have been with me for eight years now. Almost awesome. nine. My other guitar player has been with me going on four or five. And then my drummer just got with us pre-pandemic. So my tour manager I was talking about earlier, he was with me four years before we got Jay's on drums. Yeah, man, it's 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 we all played on the on the record, man. There's no outside guys that come in and play. You know, we uh just like a big family. You know, we get pissed at each other. You know, we talk about it. You know, we we know when each other's pissed off. So it's like, hey, we'll cool off. You know, whatever. It's 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 fun, man. You know, I'm with them more than I am my actual family. So it's yeah. it's a lot easier to you know to, to be that way. But yeah, man, they're family and we get along really well and uh we uh we have a big chemistry on stage as well. So yeah, man, chemistry is uh is everything, you know, in a band. I mean, it really is. It's like you gotta be able to work together, obviously, and write together and play together, but you gotta be able to be cool and be friends and, and just be human beings to each other as well. It's it's a tough dynamic sometimes. And I'm stoked that your squad is kind of firing on all cylinders. What's a yeah. uh I go see Coetzel live? What am I in for? What's what's happening? A bunch of Titties and beard. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, man. It's uh man, it's it's boss of the wall, dude. It's as soon as that first fade away it hits, it's game on. It's loud, it's crazy, it's I don't know, it's all over the place, man. Especially now that we've uh I mean we played probably seven shows since last March. So now it's Man, we've been chomping at the bit to get on stage, and we've been burning this bitch down here for too long. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. Hopefully, uh, you know, you make it over to the West Coast. I'll be able to catch a show one of these days, man. Absolutely. That'd be fucking great. Right on, man. Yeah, so I don't wanna I don't wanna keep you too much longer, but I did want to ask, you know, outside of music, you know, right now, I mean, there's been a lot, a lot of free time on people's hands. You know, you gotta yeah. you gotta stay busy. What do you like doing outside of music, man? Man, so I'm a big uh I'm a big bow hunter. I, I like to hunt, I like to be outdoors. Fishing season just started, man. So we're we're about to do it. We're actually leaving tomorrow to go uh, down to South Louisiana, catch some speckled trout. But yeah, man, that golfing a golf game sucks ass. But you know, I like being out there and getting drunk and yeah, <laughs> and shooting in the in the nineties and the hundreds and we're over. I appreciate it when someone's honest about golf, you know, because I, there's I feel like the five percent of golfers are actually about golf. The other, you know, ninety five just want to go get drunk and hit a ball. Absolutely, hey, <laughs> for everybody. I don't, I don't know. Uh... It's it's not about my scorecard. It's about how many Pro V ones I find in the world. <laughs> right on, man. And I know, uh, I know you got a shitload of tattoos. Uh, yeah. You still got the the sellout in your uh, in your lip. Did that still there? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> There we go. There we go. What you know? How many tattoos you got? I don't know. Probably probably around sixty. Nice, nice. What are what are some of your favorites? Man, I just got a bunch of, a bunch of new ones earlier this week. But man, I don't know. I got one on my ass. It says Amarillo by morning. So. Ooh. Yeah, so we spring, uh, we left Midland and we were going up to Amarillo. We drank the entire night. We got in the van. We drank all the way to Amarillo. Yeah, Amarillo. It's like you know four or five hours. And we get there and there's a tattoo shop right next to the venue. And I get out. I'm like, hey, whoever will tattoo I'm paying for. It. Let's go. We walk in there and, and he's like, what do you want? And I was like, I want Amarillo by morning. You know. And he was like, all right, bet. He's like, where you want it? <laughs> <laughs> like on my ass, and he was like, "God damn it, dude!" He was like, "Man, you seem like a hairy guy. I'm about to shave you." He's like, give me twenty extra bucks. I was like, "All right, bet. Let's go." So I have a tumbleweed, and I have Amarillo by morning under my ass. <laughs> Oh man, that's fucking perfect. That's that's gotta be one of the greatest country songs ever written. And that poor guy was probably showing up to work, thinking he's gonna get like a slow start to the day. <laughs> he's probably as drunk as we were, honestly. Yeah. He looked like shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right on, Kobe. man. Well, I, I really appreciate you taking the time for this interview, man. It's cool talking to you. Great to get to know you. Continued luck and success, my man. And enjoy Florida. Get out there. Party your ass off. Play some goddamn music. Continued success. Everybody go check out Sellout Record. It's incredible. Check out all the records before. Coetzel, appreciate you being on, brother. Thank you so much, man. Y'all take care, man, and uh, stay safe out there, all right? All right, brother. Peace. Later. Aw, yeah. That's a wrap on Lucky Episode number 13, ladies and gentlemen. Short, but oh so sweet. Action-packed. Once again, I want to thank our amazing guest, the one, the only, Co Wetzel. And of course, you can follow Co and the band at Co Wetzel Music on Instagram. That's K-O-E. W-E-T-Z-E-L And if you can't spell music I'm not quite sure how to help you As always 
You can follow us at SailorJerry at 213MattMan. If you want to email the podcast, go ahead and shoot us an email at the SailorJerryPodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Do your boy a favor and share the podcast. Rate and review the podcast. Like the podcast. Most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Thank you so much for your support. We're having a blast doing this. And we got a lot of good shit coming down the pipeline. Until then, don't forget that Sailor Jerry Spiced Rum has made the old school way. A 92 proof. Bold and smooth as hell. Peace.